Thank you for listening to the last two episodes of the In Honor podcast. We loved having Robbie Cook on our show to talk about what it's like being a new dad, work, mountain biking, and the amazing legacy his mom left behind. We have more guests planned in the next couple weeks where we will talk about medical adversity and how as Christians we honor where we come from and the calling Christ has placed on our lives. Today you'll get to hear from us, the hosts of the In Honor podcast, about who we are and why we love what we do. So let me honor what I know. Let me honor what I don't. Cause I want to love like you. Want to love like you do. Because I know love and honor draws us close. Love and honor draws us close. On three, we're going to say the first word that comes to our heads. Three, two, one. Macrame. Macrame. You can't say my word. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I thought. What? The first word that comes to to your brain and mine. I did that on purpose. What's up, guys? Welcome to the In Honor Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. So uh, no interview today. Nope, no interview today. Actually, there's three interviews today. Whoa. We're going to talk about ourselves, which are, is our favorite subject. It's honestly the easiest thing to talk about most of the time. And can be the hardest. Yeah, and can be the hardest, depending on <laughs> the level of security you have in yourself. It's because we're so <laughs> humble. <laughs> <laughs> it's also depending on what subject you're talking about. Right. If it's like everything I feel like I do great in. Yeah, easy. Yeah. We have to talk about anything I suck at. Right. Nah. <laughs> no, it's not. But what we're not going to talk at? about that. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> what is your biggest weakness? <laughs> What's your most embarrassing moment? Oh, I got one. Uh, oh, okay. Let's start there. So uh, <laughs> it was probably three, four years ago. Um, this is before I met Sydney. I was at... Mystic Cafe here in town. It's when they did open mic night. And um, there was this girl that <laughs> she was playing. She was on stage. I was like, well, this girl's really cute. I want to talk to her afterwards and just like introduce myself because who knows where this could lead. You talk to another girl? Yeah. It's <laughs> before I knew you. <laughs> um, Whatever. And so she like, I go through the whole night and I'm like, I got to talk to this girl. I'm just super anxious about it. I'm like super nervous about it. And so everyone leaves. She was one of the last people to leave too. So there's like a group of us. And I introduced myself as we're walking out. And I was like, hey, she introduced herself. I was like, hey, you did a really, really good job tonight. And she said nothing. And radio silence, it felt like radio silence. Radio silence is the longest thing ever. So the first things that come out of my mouth after I say, you did a good job tonight, I then say, thank you. But I say it like three times. Like, it's like I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then in that moment, in that moment, he knew. Like, I was like, nope, that's it. Bye. So she said absolutely nothing. She said, I think she might have said thank you after I said thank you. But 
Oh my gosh, dude! So embarrassing. Oh, I've, never heard that. No. I've told that story maybe to like four people. <laughs> and now you're telling it to how many? Five. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Oh my gosh, oh, that's, that's good. Rough. Yeah, that's probably one of my most embarrassing stories. Oh my gosh. So, uh, Ben. Yeah. What's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> uh, strawberry. No, actually, Tillamook Mountain Huckleberry. So you're just going to avoid the most embarrassing story question? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. No, I thought we were just interviewing Ben first. I think we're interviewing That's Ben fair. first. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, favorite okay, ice cream? Strawberry. Well, shakes, strawberry shake, ice cream, Tillamook, Mountain Huckleberry. So good. But not, so it's going to hit me for this, you have to mix it up. You have so to turn long. that, is it called hard serve ice cream? <laughs> I don't know. Because it's soft serve ice cream. You have to turn it into soft serve ice cream. Mix it up with your spoon. So good. So that's just melty mush. Melty mush all the way. Ew. Mm, good soup. Good toast. Good toast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite style of brewing coffee? You made me a cup this morning. Yeah, I'm, I am by no means an expert. Uh, if you're looking to... to no, if you're looking to learn something... James Hoffman on YouTube. He is a silver foxed genius of brewing coffee and incredibly smart, incredibly intelligent. My Right now, my favorite way to do it is AeroPress. We currently have an AeroPress that was Sid's uh, parents that they got for their wedding. And they never used Vintage. And they never used it. And so it still had the original box, but it was stored in a, cl- in a closet that also had all of the Scentsy candles. All the lemon. All the lemon. Scentsy yeah, the candles. lemon Scentsy. And so the first like 40 cups of coffee, the filters kind of tasted fruity. <laughs> and I was like, I think this is nice. I'm not sure. Ah, there's, a, there's a light zest. <laughs> yeah, nice lemon zest from the Scentsy. So right now that's my favorite. And, and it's because it's been the most consistent cup of coffee that I've like made. I'm, I do, for people who might know, it's called inversion. You basically... You do it the opposite of the way the manufacturer tells you to do it. That way, you get like full saturation yeah, of the beans. Blah 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 blah. Like yeah, we don't we don't uh, right. we don't do the status quo here. No, no. Yeah, but it's but it's fo- but it's also following um, some some person who won like the the championship. It was like a one of the world barista ch- style championships. That was the way that she is that did on, it. Is that on ESPN? <laughs> It's the next thing we got. We got esports, and then that's gonna be World Barista Championship. I, I would not be surprised. <laughs> I'd watch that. Um, but that's the way she did. It. I kind of follow a similar recipe, but I love it. It's been the most consistent way to pull, like, pull some coffee or whatever. It's almost like pulling a shot, but it's not quite. You don't get the same pressure, or anything like that. Currently, my favorite way to do it. I do like doing pour over. I just recently broke my Hario pour over. Cause I accidentally just not his glass. I accidentally just knocked it over and it just shattered. And I was like, bummer. <laughs> so I'll be making, <laughs> we have another one, but I'll probably be making a lot more AeroPress cause like, Oh, everyone wants a cup of coffee. All right. Give me 20 minutes. I'll make everyone up an AeroPress. You're such a coffee snob. I remember before I met you, I was totally fine with cured coffee. Oh my gosh. It sucks. And you have now, you have now changed me. Cured, cured coffee works for the convenience, but it, but it tastes like plastic. Once yes. you have a good cup of coffee, Fair it tastes enough. it tastes like plastic. See, I'm guilty of drinking cured coffee. 
but it's only because it's fast. Right. If I need that quick hit, you know. <laughs> give me give me that, <laughs> that give me that K pod. I don't Yeah, I mean we I like at work we have a Keurig. And so I'll yeah, I'll just do that there. Cause I'm like, oh yep, that that's caffeine. That's what I'm here for. But if I'm at home, pour over our AeroPress all the way. For sure. Well, let's turn the interview to the direction of Sid. Hello. Who are you, Sid? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Who are you? I forgot. What's, what's your you first name? Who I was? What's uh, your last name? And what's your legal last name? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's let let's the world know. Okay. So, my name is Sydney. Legal last name Wood. Hmm. What it should be is Beeson, but I is it not legal yet? It no. is. It's not. She hasn't legally. done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's your most embarrassing story. That's it. That's my most embarrassing story, and the most beef I get from everyone. <laughs> I didn't I'm know still, that. I'm still Squidwood. Squidwood. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to keep that nickname because it's awesome. Um, no, but in, re- <laughs> in what reality. You, what, what have you done to keep your nickname as long as possible? <laughs> well, I haven't legally changed my <laughs> to my married last name. <laughs> We've been married for over a year now, and I still haven't. Um, but the reason She's why is because... I mean, the fact that I'm doing a podcast alone, my dad would probably be so mad at me for. But he's a cybersecurity engineer. He's very particular about how private information is just like thrown out into the universe. And so because of COVID, um, I, I couldn't just walk in and hand people all my social security card and my driver's license and all the things needed to change my name legally. I would have to send it in the mail, and so that little part of me that's like, my dad would be so disappointed if I sent this, just mm. hasn't let me just send it through the mail yet, so, because I can't walk in. That is fair. Yeah. I, for- I forgive you now. Thank you. I wasn't mad, but... <laughs> I'm not mad <laughs> I'll either. forgive you. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sid, favorite ice cream? Uh, Mint chip. Uh, Briar's mint chip is that yep. the white one yep. with the big uh, dark chocolate chunks? Mm-hmm. Delicious. I could eat a whole carton to myself, which is why it's never in our house. Because if it was, it'd be gone anyways. So I love ice cream way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I love ice cream. I, I love it. <laughs> what do you do for a living? For a living. Yeah. Oh, pick me. me. I know. Oh, oh, ready, go. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Okay, cool. Um, I'm a behavior interventionist. So I work with kids one-on-one with diverse abilities and disabilities. Um, and I, I never thought that I would end up in this career field, but I love it. I'm extremely passionate about it. And I, I love, I love the kiddos I work with. So, so in yeah. marriage, would you consider that a full time job then? <laughs> Is marriage wait, a full time job? Yes. <laughs> no, wait, no, being a behavioral, behavioral <laughs> come up for me, <laughs> interventionist. 
Yeah, Ben's a handful. I am a handful. <laughs> so, do you think you do you ever get to escape work when you're at home? <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> that was a good one. How, how easy is it to Sid, how easy is it for you to leave work at work? Or is it something that you kind of are always processing and dealing with and thinking through and I'm sure praying about too. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm getting better at it. It is kind of difficult to just leave it all at work because you spend so much time with these kids that you learn to, to love them in your own way. And, um, the more time you spend with them, just the more excited you get to be about their growth and the more just sad you become if anything ever happens to them. And so it does it does become difficult to just leave things at work, but I think that when I come home and Ben gives me the opportunity to just talk about my day, even if it's just for five minutes, that helps me leave it there. And I'm constantly praying for my kids and the kids in our community and even outside of that because there's a lot that's happening right now especially in their lives between just Gen Z being so different from past generations and also COVID affecting all that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pain that these kids are feeling right now so and a lot of fear too and a lot of fear yeah yeah and usually and usually the kids here working with are they have certain things that you have to be conscious of and be aware of maybe that not every kid has to deal with right right there's kind of heightened yeah I issues mean, maybe yeah i mean there's constantly well i mean for example like some kids come in with high anxiety or depression or their cognitive development just isn't fully to their proper I guess age range you could say yet and so they they're having to process things differently and some of these kids don't handle change well I mean no one handles change well but like transitions are difficult and of course now transitions how do I how do I even word that In our culture, we expect children to be able to behave as adults. Mm. There's a lot of people who just assume that they need to have that kind of maturity and to be okay with, hey, I know you're spending time at the park right now. I need to go do this. So you had your fun time. Now I need to go like to the store to go grocery shopping or whatever. And a lot of people just expect kids to just be able to be okay with that. And it's like, no, not all of them are like what they, what they are seeking is your love, your support. And they, they learn through their play too. So when you are taking them away from that, that's difficult. So. Yeah. Something that you and I have talked about Sydney and just casually is 
with the way we want to raise our kids is we we want to treat them as if they are adults but in the, but but in the most respectful manner in the manner of like hey you are capable of doing this hey you are um you're allowed to make a decision i want to provide decisions for you things like that but um i think when that that expectation can be heightened on on kids especially from adults who don't understand where these kids are coming from and you have something you want to say oh i was going to say like I guess that is more like encouraging them to be like enc- what we want to do is raise them to be self-fulfilled with what they can do yeah. and what they're capable yeah. of. What I'm talking about more is um, young children don't have the emotional intelligence mm-hmm. of okay. adults and a lot of adults expect them to. That Yeah, hearing that is very surprising to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> it seems like when I, it seems to, it seems so obvious to me how low kids' emotional intelligence is. Yeah, it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around a parent thinking that their kid can handle things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Or, or for a stranger, yeah, to think that this kid they've never met before has that emotional capacity to do that because you, you're running the situation, Sydney at work where you're having total strangers put an expectation on this kid that they don't understand a single thing about this kid and why you're there and why that kid is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this, this definitely isn't my story, but I've had coworkers who have <coughs> gone out with their kiddos in the community and, people will come up to them and if if one of these kids is having a hard time is having a bit of a meltdown they try to take over which one that's not their job it's ours but also a lot of them are just telling these kids what to do and putting this pressure on them and it's not making the situation any better mm-hmm. like just like we need space to process so do children yeah absolutely I could talk about this all day, though, so we should yeah. move on. Well, <laughs> no, for sure. But we, we appreciate what you do. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, that's that's a very interesting world. Yeah. And it, it just, when you were saying that with strangers doing that kind of stuff, maybe we can find a segue through here. Yeah. But um, it's it's so funny how we just assume that we know what to do hmm. as humans. Like there's, through our experiences, maybe you're right. like, oh, I feel qualified. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, it's very interesting to hear. And it also just makes me think about how hypocritical we are. Yeah. Too. Well, so yeah, <laughs> we, we think we have the experience, so therefore we think we qualify to give advice. But like I said, it's like sometimes, you know, for kids, no matter what the age, no matter what their ability, you still have to earn that right to be heard from them and mm-hmm. you have to earn that right to discipline them and for them to understand that and respect it <clears throat> and know that you're for them and not against them. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's really happening with Sydney and her work too is where she has these, these kids that she's been with for, you know, a year plus right at this point. Mm-hmm. And 
there's just now things that are really happening that you're seeing major changes in communication styles being formed that may not be normal, average, but no adult would understand that kind of communication unless they knew that kid for a very long time, especially kids who are nonverbal, things like that. So, Yeah. Yeah. Aiden, what's your favorite ice cream? Um, <laughs> favorite ice cream. So I would say classic is cookie dough. Okay. That's like the classic one I go to. But I'm not much of a dessert person. I'd rather have another cheeseburger than have mm. ice cream. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. I could eat ice cream for every meal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, to me, yeah. But yeah, cookie dough. Very cool. Very cool. Love it. What gets you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> what gets you out of bed in the morning? Hmm. What gets me out of bed in the morning? Wow, that's kind of deep. <laughs> to me, to me, and this is a kind of interesting actually that you say that because I've been thinking about how following Jesus is a daily decision. Mm-hmm. And and how kind of sad that is that it has to be a daily decision. Yeah. Because, you know, we when we give our I'm I swear this I'll get to the question. <laughs> but uh you know we have our testimony and that was like the decision we made mm-hmm. right but it doesn't it doesn't carry out because life happens right something something takes place where it's like oh i have to make another choice so it's a i'm just learning more and more as i as i grow older how walking with jesus is a daily decision and I would love to say right now that what what wakes me up in the morning is is sharing the gospel. But it isn't right now and I've I've taken note of that. It's like wow, why isn't that why I wake up in the morning? Like right now it's been more like I think and I I don't know, it's been more God, how can you use me today? Like, where, what's my, where's my purpose? Like, and just kind of seeking that out. Right. Yeah, but, but that kind of question makes me think, like, why isn't, you know, where, why aren't my priorities straight? Yeah. You know, and it's, but I think it's a constant, it's going to constantly evolve into that. Mm-hmm. But, right. There's an ebb and flow. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we were, that was uber deep, bro. Sydney and I were looking through, um, was it we're looking through Romans too? Mm-hmm. When Paul talks about talks about his sin and what his flesh desires to do and what his spirit desires to do and yeah, all those great things. Passage. And he repeats the same thing over probably seven times within chapter two, where he's like, I couldn't paraphrase it properly, but he repeats the same thing, just like trying to nail it into our heads. This is why this is what I do, what I desire to do, <clears throat> and why they're constantly battling. And so for you to like recognize in you that you're constantly processing in a, whether it's directly or indirectly, why do I get out of bed in the morning? We need that constant reminder. Like we need that, that daily thing 
that daily, you know, pick up your cross daily and follow Jesus. And mm-hmm. Paul calls us to be in a continual state of prayer, whether that's verbally talking with God, you know, spiritually communicating with God, or just constantly just trying to invite the Holy Spirit into the room and into the presence of, of what you're doing. And so I really do wish that that one testimony moment was the one all, yeah, exactly. the one all be all like, I follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's just a constant, but and it's, there's, yeah, there's no turning back. You know, there's no, yeah. that was right. the choice. Right. I don't have to make another one. Yeah. No, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it forces you to be intentional. Right. Mm-hmm. And because it's just like any other relationship right following jesus is a relationship it's mm-hmm. if you if you ins- if you and sid just like stopped talking to each other yeah it would go sour real quick right Yikes. so Absolutely. it's it, you have to be intentional and yeah, so that's that's yeah definitely something i've been learning right something that stood out to me mm-hmm. in what you said aiden is that you wake up to kind of search for your purpose and to ask god what that is and you said that ultimately your purpose sh- or ultimately what you should be feeling is the need to go share the gospel. And the reason why we are here is to do exactly that. Like your purpose is to share the gospel. Right. Every it's, day. Yeah, it's built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Brought to you by Eyeglasses, helping you see things you wish you could forget since the 13th century. Special thanks to Douglas Cowdery for being the mind behind our marketing. Go follow him on Instagram at Douglas Cowdery or find his meme account at Jake Chillenhall. Yeah, there's there's our there's our daily dose of Christendom. <laughs> Christendom. Christendom. No, but but our for those who haven't picked up on it yet, faith is important to us. Mm-hmm. We are we are Christians. Yeah. Um, but we also believe that God has given us gifts and passions that yeah. He can use to. Right. Spread the gospel. Absolutely. Um, so, like, kind of on the tail end here of this episode, let's just talk about, like, stuff we're passionate about. Yeah. Um, well, let's go back to to Mr. Uh, ben, ben Jammin. Ben yeah. Uh, you just want to get what are you passionate about? What am I passionate <laughs> about? Um, and how does it tie in to, to this? the rest of your life? Yeah. Man, I... I think that the simplest way to put it, if I was like explaining this to a like five year old, would be I, I am I a like, five year old. I like to do things and create things that give me a warm feeling inside. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and and that's so that's in design, that's in friendships, that's in 
any idea, any, you know, trip I go on, any experience I have, I want to feel warm on the inside. I want to feel like this is where ex- exactly where I want to be in this exact moment. Mm-hmm. And so like right, right now I'm a, I'm a graphic designer for a local business here in town and we design all kinds of stuff. We do everything from stickers to, you know, 28 foot aluminum jet boats. Like we're doing everything and it's a blast. I love it. I love the work environment. I love the people. Um, but it's also something that I had to learn to be passionate about because it's not necessarily something that I thought I'd ever be designing for. Um, so I seek out those warm, fuzzy feelings <laughs> when I design there. <laughs> but like I was explaining it to another desi- to and one of my coworkers, another designer, I was like, there's like this feeling that you get and it's hard to explain unless you've been there, unless you're creating creative something or creating something. And when you just like, place that one point where it should be or that one element where it should be or you put that one note where it needs to be in a song and you go, yep, that's it. That is exact. I didn't know exactly where I needed to put that or where that needed to come from or go. But when I put it there, that is that feeling that I'm searching for. And it's almost like a... (laughs) This is maybe a little more, I don't know, philosophical. I don't know. But like, it's, it's almost like it's nostalgia for a thing you've never experienced where it's like, I've longed for that, but I didn't know I had that or that it was missing. And so that's like what I'm passionate about is creating that in friendships and in, and in what we're doing here today in my design and my relationship with Sydney and experiences, all those things. So I think that's the in my relationship with Jesus, I mean, I think that's a given, which I didn't say, but that's also the hardest. It was assumed. But that's also the hardest thing, I think, yeah, exactly. to do because it's so easy for, since it's my job to design, it's so easy to get caught up in chasing that feeling in that. And it seems often because of the world we live in and me being human, it seems secondary to have be searching for that in my relationship with Jesus. Because my flesh, like Paul talks about Romans 2, like wants to do what it wants to do. And my spirit wants to do what it wants to do. And so they're constantly at battle with each other. So that is something that I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out, process through, work through, and be more intentional with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And that word in that context, but it's real. So that, that reminds me of something Robbie talked about in our last couple episodes quick plug if you haven't listened to those episodes they are on our spotify and apple podcasts and also on google podcasts um but robbie talked about how biking became and action sports became an idol in his life right Mm -hmm. and almost an escape and but he was pat but he's passionate about those things and biking and action sports have been a an avenue for him to create relationship and to engage people and to talk about Jesus. Yeah. So that, but, and as you're saying, like your passions, yeah. that same feeling you get, you could go for, for the wrong reason. Yeah, for sure. And you then, know, yeah, it's yeah. interesting that yeah. dynamic, God put a passion in you, right. but you could keep God out of it. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah. You know, you and, have to be intentional about right. it. Right. And that's as as Christians, that's when things boil down to being our choice. You know, mm-hmm. it's like God can give us these inherent talents, abilities, skill, but we can go, all right, thank you, Lord. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to go do Bye. my own thing. Like, I'm going to go do my own thing with that and try to just bless myself with it. Mm-hmm. Something that Sydney and I, and this is something we had, had to admit to with um, after what Kevin talked about at church last Sunday was like, how do we bless people financially? Things like that. We've been praying this this prayer that's seemingly selfish mm-hmm. was Lord bless us so we can bless others. And we thought that's like, that's the prayer we need to pray. Like, that's it. But <laughs> then we felt convicted. Yeah. Then we felt very <laughs> convicted and was like, Lord, we just need to be praying, Lord, how can we bless someone today? Like we, we don't need, we have everything we need. Yeah, exactly. In our relationship with Jesus, that should be enough. Right. How can we bless other people now? Right. Because, because like Kevin was talking about, nothing we have is ours. Right. And like, we know that we Christians, we hear that. It's like, it's all God's, you know, give it to God, you know, God's in control of all of it. But like, we practically need to remember that right. the money in our bank account does not belong to us because mm-hmm. what a, and, and what a weird right. concept, concept for us <laughs> to have to wrap our heads yeah, around. Yeah. And besides it belonging to the bank because they do whatever they want with the money. <laughs> but, um, but like yeah. the talents that God has given Sydney and the talents that God has given me, they are, they are not our own. Right. They are a gift from God that has been cultivated through God. And so, and through experiences that God has provided to us, so how can we say that the 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 value the the return on that investment financially how can we say that's ours mm-hmm. because nothing is ours and not to mention it's all vapor not to mention it's not going to matter in 100 years you know it's all going to go away but we're here for this moment we're here to bless people in this moment so we just we're I think we're just continually kind of processing that and like what does that look like how can we bless people today? Mm-hmm. Because we already are blessed. Yeah. Not like asking God for more, which there's nothing wrong with asking God for more, but it's also like, what's the intention of the heart? Right. So. The heart matters. <clears throat> and um, Kevin, we've been talking about Kevin. That is Pastor Kevin of River City Church. Yep. Just to <laughs> give context. <laughs> Sid, what are you, pa- thank you, Ben, for sharing. Yeah. Sid, mm-hmm. what what are you passionate about? You you are passionate about kids. We've heard that. Yeah. But what else? What else gets you? You know, what gives you that warm feeling that Ben was talking about? <laughs> um. Well, I mean, of course, I'm passionate about kids. I went to school for early childhood development, so it's it's something that honestly, since I was probably a child myself, I was passionate about, which is kind of weird to say, but I remember being like six years old and being like, someday I'm going to work with you kids. Were, you yeah, were, I was a child myself. You were training yourself. Like, playing you're, you're, with a baby. Yeah, I you're remember one of this vividly. Toddlers holding a toddler. Straight up. I was one of those. And I was like, this is what I want to do yeah. as a six-year-old. Um, yeah, so that's pretty crazy. And I mean, that that plays into literally every day for me. And I mean, Jesus Jesus loves the children. He calls us to be more like them. And so I, I think that 
because of the work that I do with these children, I get to see more about who Jesus wants me to be, mm-hmm. which is which is something I'm constantly paying attention to and trying to be more like, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's just like Whitney Houston said. The children are the future. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Way to go, Whitney. You know, Uh, if if anybody ever sees me outside of podcasts, you can ask me about what I think about that lyric. (laughs) I won't get on I won't get into it here. Continue, Sid. Um trying to think of other things. I love plants. Yes, you should definitely talk about plants. So one of my good friends, I mean, she was semi on Robbie's episode, Amanda Cook, Robbie's wife. Yes. She was sitting in the corner um, as we were podcasting. (laughs) Um, Amanda, stay there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is not what was happening. No, it wasn't. Um, She she really loves plants too, and again, I mean, I don't like bringing COVID up because it's such a topic. You brought it up three times, just so you know. So this, know. this podcast is going to get flagged. None of us have brought it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but goodness, it's such a touchy a topic. It is for sure. Beep. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I needed I needed something to do. I got laid off for about three months, and I needed something to keep my hands busy. I'm definitely a busy bo- body for sure, and so I started collecting plants, and I love them. Part of the reason why, though, is because I see so much of God's beauty through them. Um. And, and I love tending and caring for them. And mm-hmm. it's a gentle process. It's one that takes effort. And it's it's a reminder to me about, as, as silly as it is, just how much work... Well, that's not silly. Uh, how much work God puts into his creation and how much he cares for his creation. Right. So... Yeah, and I and I see a direct correlation between what you do in work and plants. It's both both are very nurturing. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of who you are. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when she says she likes plants, Ben, how how much does she like plants? She likes them a lot. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say we budget for them, <laughs> but they just they just appear. But they do appear. And it's Ben look at the, doesn't look what know I found typically. At Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> what? Look what I found at Home Depot. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? Um, every room has a plant in it, at yep. least one. Which I love. It um, should. Except well, this, this room. one doesn't. That's because we're never in this room. We're never in this room. Yo, we have a big house. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's take that part out. <laughs> no. We're very take blessed. Take it out, please. We're very wealthy. No, we're no. not. <laughs> um, yeah, if if I could show pictures, I would. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
There's a lot. Maybe one day we will. An insider look. One day. Yeah. Here's plants. our house. Whole, Here's whole my fiddly fig. Website, whole page on the website of these are the plants. Here's my monster. These are plants. And then Delicious. whenever whenever uh, one dies, we'll keep the photo up there, but we'll, put a, <laughs> we'll make it black and white, put a giant X through it, <laughs> like on an infomercial. <laughs> this one's gone. Oh. Deceased. <laughs> the fiddly fig. Oh, no. <laughs> Birthday. One's we got can, two leaves left. We can hold one like does. little funerals. <laughs> Put a little bitch obituary, a little obituary in it <laughs> on oh, the web page. Goodness gracious! Um, but you talking about the the plants just reminds me of what Jesus says in Matthew six about how how much God takes care of the lilies of the field mm-hmm. and how He dresses them, and so and He makes them beautiful and takes care of them. So if He's doing that with the plants, imagine what He's doing with us, right. who we are created in his image in his likeness in spirit and so it's very cool to see every day what about how difficult it can be to take care of plants so if god can do that imagine how difficult it is to take care of us (laughs) like we can't do that (laughs) like we can barely do that and so like he do you something to say say? (laughs) not that it's actually difficult for god no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not difficult. But if in our yeah in our own strength, it's difficult to take care of plants. To remember, we need to mm-hmm. water. Figure out the cycle. When we have so much else going on, but God is omnipresent. He's all knowing, and mm-hmm. so He is all powerful. So He's everywhere. He can take care of us. It's just really cool to see that He did that. He does that, and it's exemplified in how He takes care of the plants of this of this earth. How much he takes care of us. Preach. <laughs> that that was a good word. <laughs> for you. We, we snap wow. on the we snap on here. Oh, Welcome to our poetry slime. <laughs> <laughs> Get some bongos. Is it is it my turn? Yeah, it's yeah, your turn. What, what are, are you po- passionate yeah. about, Aiden? Thanks for asking, guys. Anytime. Anytime you want me to ask, I'll ask. <laughs> Just kidding. Um Yeah, let's just to wrap it up, I think the thing, it's actually become more clear recently, but I am passionate about the creative process. And when I say the creative process, I literally mean anything. Wow. It could be music, it could be a podcast, it could be a video, it could be a graphic design. I just love the the journey from an idea to creation, something that I've been wrestling around with in my head for a long time is the idea of being a producer, mm. like for music, a music producer, yeah. being that being that person who helps somebody take their vision and make it, you know, make it a real thing, a tangible yeah. thing. And... For a long time, especially growing up, I felt that I had to fit in a certain um, lane, meaning I'm, I'm a dr- I love to play the drums. That's something I'm passionate about. I'm a drummer and only a drummer. I'm a drummer. Yeah, and and I li- I really thought I really thought that we have many talented friends here on the podcast, and a lot of them are guitar players and singers. 
And growing up, I was like, oh, I can't, not that, not that I excluded myself, but I naturally kind of felt that I had to fit in this one lane. Like I'm mm. the drummer of the group or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But as I've grown and also just, I think continually being open to just whatever God is leading me to, I've noticed that we're not supposed to just be in a box. That's good. We can do, we're capable of doing a lot of different things. Right. Um, so I've, I've kind of just realized, man, I love, I love to take videos. I love to take pictures. I love to record audio and then EQ it and get nerdy with it. Or I love to record podcasts. So I'm just, I really enjoy the creative process, whatever that is. And that gives me that warm feeling that Ben was talking about earlier. Um, So yeah, that's good. And it's really inspirational to hear you say that. And it's, it's encouraging to hear what you said about you thought you were the drummer. So that's what you did. But then you went, no, it's actually so much more than that. And while you're still a fantastic drummer, it is something you're realizing. I have the ability to do things outside of that. That still fit in that same category of audio production, creativity, being a quote, creative um, <laughs> creative with with no e at the it's end. It's a. I feel like it's a very creative. It's a it's a very millennial term to take on because yeah, like yeah, these yeah. creatives that are out there, which is a very inspirational thing that people can get paid to do stuff like that more than ever. Um, but I see how that's something I've been wrestling with too. Is I'm a graphic designer. That's me. I do graphic design, and yeah. When I have an idea that steps outside of that, I almost feel like I'm cheating on my graphic design. Do you feel? Do you ever yeah, feel like yeah. you're cheating like, on being a drummer? Or like Im- imposter syndrome. Yeah. Oh. Or, oh. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. The imposter syndrome of like, uh, I you know I have a passion for something else beyond graphic design, and I feel like yeah I can get into that, but I'm not. I'm not that. I'm yeah, a you have designer. a you have a degree in graphic design. Why right. would you do anything else? Right. <laughs> right. But I. I but, but it's, like, it's so funny. Yeah. That's that's how we think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I think it's so. In, I mean, we could go on a rabbit trail on this too because I think it is in us. It we were designed mm-hmm. to need identity in something. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and it should be in Jesus, yeah. and it should be in God, in Christ. But we latch onto the things that we're passionate that we are good at. Yep. But really, it's just a thing you do. Yeah. It's right. not. It's not. <laughs> Yeah. And and because it's a thing you do, why can't you do more things than just one thing? Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. do it well. Yeah. You know, right. You don't have to be in a box, but continue what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, continuing on what you're what you're also saying is <laughs> that continue what you're saying. Yeah. Um, is that I I have in in many things the things I've been interested in, if I've ever try to do something else I felt like and this is maybe a, a poor term poor way of saying it but I was cheating on that thing that I started to do that I was passionate about so let's just say uh, I've done a few different things so I've done like leather stuff leather working making wallets stuff like that and so if I am working 
investing a lot of my time into leatherworking and not into graphic design, I'm like cheating on graphic design with leatherworking in a, in a weird way. And even with the dream that we have with this brand group, whatever of in honor, I have to like fully embrace that. Otherwise, I feel like oh, I'm not putting my time into leatherworking or graphic design, which is yeah, there's yeah, opportunities yeah. for that within this. But it's almost like I like to have my eggs in a lot of baskets. Yeah. And <clears throat> the moment I start to prioritize one over the other, it feels wrong to me. Mm, that's interesting. I want to be good at a lot of things. Yeah, totally. Which is dangerous because I might end up becoming a master of none. And mm. so also huge plug to Aziz Ansari's Master of None. It's a great show on Netflix. Um, it's very <laughs> real, very raw. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just remind me of that. It's a pretty good they show. Are, they, do not, they did not sponsor this they did episode. Not. Viewer discretion advised there's some, some more inappropriate stuff in that. But it's a very interesting show and a raw take of just what it's like to be a human. That's what the fast forward button's for. Amen. Yeah. Or not watching Thanks. it's for. <laughs> yeah. You also just you not watch it. Yeah. Respect. You don't have to listen to Ben's plug. <laughs> Can I just say, yeah. Aiden, that uh, knowing, going back to your passions, knowing that you enjoy being creative mm -hmm. and the idea of production makes me feel so much better about the fact that you're doing literally all of our editing, <laughs> editing for yeah. this. Yeah. Huge, huge plug to our <laughs> editor and producer, Aiden Beeson. And Beeson. everything. He does everything. Thank you. Yeah. I'm in, happy to do it. In music, <laughs> Aiden Beeson. And the lo-fi beat from our commercials, Aiden, Aiden Beeson. Beeson. <laughs> oh, man. We're just voices. We're, We're just, just voices on this. Really good sounding voices. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, one thing you did say, Ben, that was interesting was you were like, the whole in honor thing. Yeah. And Ben and Sid are being really nice. They, they are doing a lot, too. We each fill a role in this in honor thing for sure but we each are using our gifts to do it yeah and when we put our eggs in multiple baskets yes you can become a master of none but i've found too there is a <laughs> i can't think of another word but balance <laughs> there is a balance there is something that said, if you put all your eggs in one basket, you're going to become really good at that thing. Yeah. If you spend all your time in graphic design, right. eventually you're going to become an amazing graphic designer. Yeah. But I have found, like the, the example I can think of is just like with music. I, I picked up guitar like mm -hmm. a few years ago. Yeah. But I... I've seen so much correlation between drumming and guitar mm. that it helped me become a better guitar player. Yeah. So it's almost as if when we when we do kind of spread out and try new things, it can enhance hmm. the thing you feel like you're cheating on. Wow. You know what yeah. I mean? It's almost like it yeah. like maybe maybe because of your graphic design, your leather working has become much better. Hmm. Because you're like noticing details that, yeah. Wow, I didn't see this before, until I was in a software and I was like, 
picking out mm-hmm. things. You know, I yeah, don't know. It's no. it's insane how things can infuse other things. Right. And we take that away if we just go, no. Right. I'm only doing this. Right. That's a really healthy way of looking at it. And looking at us three in this room, Aiden, you love audio. I think that's what it boils down to. You love audio and the way it's produced and the way it's created, edited, all that stuff. And while you were a drummer, you became a guitar, you know, a guitar player as well. You learned to play guitar and there's a lot of correlations between that. And then you wanted to produce, edit, you know, video, music, all that stuff. That's all under the same umbrella, umbrella of, of music, audio. So it's not like you're, you know, like, oh yeah, I want to be a drummer. And then you're like, okay, but I'm also going to learn a lot about astronomy. It's like, that's cool. Those are both very cool things, but they both play into each other. And so you have that, Sydney, you have both in your work and in your personal hobbies, a lot of care and a lot of time invest invested a lot of attention that you have to you have to pay a lot of attention to things and so and then for me it's with everything i do it's still design related totally yeah leatherworking i'm designing in a, in a program that i would design a graphic in to create templates and then with an honor i'm designing the all the stuff for it all the logos cover art all those things with one eventually have a website, like things I've learned will be applied to that. So it's different. You're right. It is different things in all my, all my eggs in a different basket, all of our eggs in different baskets, but there's, I'm because of what you said, Aiden, I'm seeing that there's an, an umbrella or a larger basket that those baskets are in. Oh, that's, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> that they all, they all build off of each other, like you said. And so I think that's really cool. I'm really glad you said that because it, it allowed me to see that there's a reason for for it all. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. Ben, you you're very wise. That was I loved that picture. <laughs> thanks. No, I'm serious. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. Just to end, I would love to challenge everybody. Keep doing what you're passionate about. Don't neglect it. Um, keep doing it, but also pray about how God can use that passion to enhance his kingdom. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and then if you f- feel like it, tell it, just uh, DM us or just tell us what you're passionate about and how God's been using that. Yeah, we would love, love to, to hear. hear. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. So thank you guys. Um, just stay tuned for future episodes. Yeah, new episode next week. Yep. With Jamie Maines. Yep. Jamie Maines will be talking about balancing Christianity and the culture and everything that we've we've been a part of. Don't forget, if you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and follow us, subscribe to us, hit the like button, etc. And if you want to support in honor, go ahead and leave us a positive review. It really helps. Thank you and see you next week. Mm-hmm.